Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, welcome back to Beyond the Brand Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Pabuda, joined today by usual co-host, Alex Boudreaux. And today we're joined by special guest and local recording New Jersey artist who goes by the name of Case. Case just recently dropped his latest album on the 11th of November this month, titled Golden Child. Case has been touring, been going and performing in different locations, kind of takes us a little bit through his career to this point. Some of his side endeavors and side ventures, such as Applied Pressure LLC, his clothing brand, he recently started with his team. And, you know, Case is, is a real dude, really kind of takes us through just being real and kind of staying true to, true to yourself. And I think that's an underlying message we've seen a lot with a lot of different guests throughout our, our episodes to date. And I think Case is no different. And I see a lot of big things happening for Case in the future. So... I'm excited to share this one with you guys. Let us know what you think. Be sure to give him a listen and check him out. Bruce, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time! Recording out of New York City, New York. Welcome to the Undisputed Greatest Podcast in the World. Beyond the Brand! So yeah, I'm just, I'm, a, I'm an artist from New Jersey. I go by the name of Case. Um, basically, my upbringing was, it was a lot in the church, right? Um, single mother, home. Um, so what led me, to, I just, there. now that I look back, there's always been moments in my life where music was right there and I just wasn't paying attention. So like my theory on life is your purpose basically like knocks on your door a bunch of times while you're growing up and you just completely ignore it until one day it just smacks you in the face and you're like, whoa, I was supposed to be doing this my whole life. Mm -hmm. So there was times growing up where like we would go to North Carolina to meet my family and my mom would be like, rap that song, rap that song. So like I just started rapping. Everybody's like, whoa, like (laughs) the most craziest things. Um, there's one time I saw Jay-Z um, and a bunch of other people in the music industry. And like when I started getting into the music industry, I was like, whoa, like this has always been happening. Like there was times where my mom, I would rap every song on the on the radio. And my mom would always be like, you know that, but you don't know your multiplication, huh? <laughs> As a kid. <laughs> but now that I look back, I'm like, whoa, I've been rapping or making music for or loving music for so long so now that it just actually hit me was was one of the craziest things so how it hit me was um i was at rowan university and one of my friends i kept trying to play basketball because i started at Ryder. i got in contact Ryder university which is d1 i got in contact with the coach at rowan like magically i'm like good the universe wants me to play ball this is what i've been always i've always done i just stopped when i went to college so they invite me to go to Rowan. The coach, I felt, I felt like I was about to go to Duke. The coach is like, height, weight, uh, I saw your film. I'm like, yeah, I felt like I was about to go to the NBA or something. <laughs> and he's like, we want you, come by, right? So I go, I put my transcript in, I go to Rowan. First year I get hurt right before the season. Like I couldn't even walk, like I screwed my back up, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what is this? Like I thought I was supposed to be playing ball. Like all everything lined up until that moment. So then the next year comes. So I had to be the manager of the team. The next year comes, I'm playing, I'm getting ready. I've been warming up all summer. 
I tear four ligaments in my ankle right before the season. So now I'm on crutches when the season starts. So I'm like, all right, like, what is going on? Like, this is two years of college that I can't play ball. Like, what is going on? So in that time period, music came, comes back in my life. My friend who, uh, who makes music, his name's Sakella J in this area. He's like, Case, just write a song. I'm like, for what? I don't want to rap. Everyone does this. This is dumb. He's like, I know you love music. Like, I, I hung out with you in high school. Like, I know that you love it. So just do it. I'm like, cool. So I write a song, and I'm playing it for people around me, and everybody's loving it. And I'm like, ew. <laughs> like, I don't want to do this. Um, <clears throat> so then I write a song about my mother. And this is when I knew this was a gift because it can emit emotions out of people. Um, and true artistry is when you can connect to like people's heart and their mind. So a lot of it, a lot of it is vulnerability, right? Like putting yourself out there. Like, yeah. That's a big, yeah. It's not thing. always like the turn up and all of that stuff. Like real artistry can connect to people and make them feel some type of way. Bro, two, so, two, go ahead. I'll tell you. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, it's funny because even like different type of music, we had a, we had an artist last week on the show. She's a, she's a big time country singer, but same thing you said, like she said, like music was just kind of there. Like it never, it was never like, oh, I want to be a musician, but it was just kind of always like knocking at her door and then eventually it kind of happened. But yeah. she said she always struggled with being like vulnerable and putting herself out there in her music. And like, that's the stuff that really relates to people when you think about it. Like that's what really yeah. people. Absolutely. So when I first started, that's all I knew how to do. Right. That's how I knew it was a gift. I couldn't. I knew I had the talent, but I didn't, like, so this is how I knew, like, this was the gift, right? So I wrote a song about my mom. So everyone would just come in and out of our house, and she'd be like, oh, can you, can you just rap that song you made about me? And I'm like, I'm not a rapper. I don't want to do this. This has been, like, a constant theme. Everyone's pushing me to do it, and I'm like, no. So I, I ended up just doing it for people who came by. Then my grandfather has a birthday party, and my grandmother, it's like 100 people there. My best friends on the my best friend slash roommate is the DJ. <laughs> so my grandmother's like, perform that song you wrote for your mom. I'm like, no, this is not it. Like, so I end up doing it. There's people crying, standing ovation, a hundred people. And this is before I even thought about doing music. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just paying attention to the signs that the universe gives me. And I'm like, hmm. So then someone convinced me to to release the first song that I wrote. And that song had like over 3,000 plus plays on SoundCloud the first week. Um, and then I dropped the video for it and it was over 1,000 videos. First uh, views, the first time out. So I'm like, this doesn't happen. Normally people drop their first song, it's like 20 listens, like nobody even believes them. Mm -hmm. The minute I drop, it's crazy numbers for a first time, first time person, like a first artist. <clears throat> so I just paid attention to those signs. And ever since then, the universe has just been opening up and like, it doesn't exclude me from the process, but I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Was anyone in your family in the music industry that kind of like pushed you? Um, no, I started from ground zero. We know people in the industry, but it's like, you're not gonna go ask, you know? How, how, how dope is, let's talk about that because I have friends who are successful in like other endeavors, like sports and things like that, but that we yeah. always talk about like, just knowing you're on the right path. Like, even if you're not necessarily there yet, or you don't know like where exactly it's going to take you, just how, how does that like that feeling? Like, I feel like that's a common thing. I see a lot of successful people just being on that right path and you know, and you just know that you're on that path. Yeah. So what I, what I learned about life is that everything is a knowing deep down, mm -hmm. deep down, you guys know what you're supposed to be doing, but what happens is, and we all know this from birth, mm -hmm. we all deep down inside know it, you feel it. 
But what happens is we get jaded by the world, right? You, you, you're born, all you know is love. All you know is creativity. You want to just, you will literally take sticks and a rock and have a whole party with yourself. Like, what are you doing? Like, oh, I'm making a meal. This is a restaurant. It's like, how does your imagination get there? But deep down inside, you know at that young age what you're supposed to be doing. Um, so for me, it was just listening. Like, you really have to be still and understand what's going on. And the universe will literally guide you in that right direction. But you also have to trust it. Like for me, I decided to leave school to pursue music. So I had about seven classes left at Rowan and I heard something and it was just like, leave school. And I'm just, I'm by myself like, nah, there's no way. I just felt it, I heard it, right? It was a mysterious voice in my head. It's like, leave. Bro, you just, you just gotta follow like that gut feeling. Like I feel like that's, yeah. it'll take you yeah. where you're supposed to be. Absolutely. So what they don't tell you is there's three brains you have, right? It's your gut it's your heart and then it's your normal brain. They all speak to you. When you're in love, your heart speaks to you. When, you have, when you're going through life in certain situations, your gut speaks to you. And then you obviously, the one that you, they tell you about is your mind. So you know, only know how to use that one. Yeah. What, what were you studying at the time? Um, I was studying, I was a communication major and then a minor in business. Okay, that's, I was, that's what I was too. That's, it's just crazy, bro. Like, I, like, because there's so many people that have said that that we've talked to on the show where it's just like, they didn't even know. It just kind of just happened. Like, it was just like almost life was talking to them. And it really comes down to, and like, I've, even people who are not famous or they do like big things like that. Like I have friends who are successful in their industry and they say the same thing. It was just kind of like a gut, like follow your gut, follow your feelings. So, Take it, man. Yeah. So you have to really ignore what everyone else says. So like when I left school, everyone's like, you're dumb, you're stupid. Why would you do that? You're almost done. But I was unhappy at school. Like I knew it was something I wasn't supposed to be doing. Like I was definitely doing myself a disservice because Bro. that was just leading me to do something I didn't want to do. Mm -hmm. Dude, the biggest thing that like, I said this to guests in the past, but like I've, I've had a job like at a school where I hated it, right? Like I, I, that job, like as much as I hated it, my eight or nine months I was there when I first was out of school, I, it taught me so much about like how much, importance is behind being happy like happiness really is above all else and mm -hmm. people might thought you were crazy because you, oh you got seven classes left finish it bro you could always go back and do that like you got to follow your heart and your intuition and exactly, exactly. It's, it's there for a reason mm -hmm. and what transpired that was this last month makes three years since i released that first song mm -hmm. and since then i've gotten i have two businesses i've been on tour i've had a performance in front of 500 plus like my life has completely changed in that small window right but the fact that i know i'm doing what i'm supposed to do it still doesn't exclude me from the journey and the process mm -hmm. everyone has a journey in the process you can't get to drake level without going through the things that drake went through you get what i'm saying like Bro, you gotta you gotta eat shit before you can be successful like regardless exactly. of regardless when you do you have to eat shit for a little exactly bit. It's just but it, it makes it easier knowing that i'm in i'm doing my purpose this is why i'm here so it makes it easier so a few things out of that. So when did you start, like, I know you say you in, in uh, front of family and stuff. When was the first time you really performed in front of people? Like, when did you start getting comfortable? Because like, that's like a new thing too, right? Like, if you were really into music, how did you start getting into that? So everything came naturally for me, bro. Like, I used to, like, perform and I'd be like, yo, Miles, how was it? He'd be like, look normal to me. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> but, you know, guys aren't going to tell you, like, the real in-depth. They're just like, it was cool, bro. It was tough. I'm like, but he's like, you look like a natural. So like there was no really real warm up for me. It was like, I've been studying this my whole life without knowing it. You know, like 
I'm I, I go to concerts and I go to J. Cole and I'm just everybody's partying and drinking. I'm just like this. For some reason, I've always been that way. I'm watching how he walks, how he talks, what he's saying, how many times he's going back and forth, who he's staring at. You know, it's not just one, two, three, let's go. Like everyone does that. And that's what I noticed on tour. It's like everyone before me does that. So by the time I get there and I actually talk to you, everybody's like this. They're like, whoa, who is this? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was just from years of studying them without even knowing this is what I was supposed to be doing. So after you dropped that first song, did you have a game plan in mind or is it just like you didn't know what to do? In my gut, I knew if I applied myself, I could take this as far as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But when I dropped that first song, I had no clue what I was walking into. Like, So what was your first step after that? Um, the first step was proving myself because, of course, everyone doubted me. It's like everyone raps, everyone makes music. You just left school. Who does this guy think he is, you know? So that, that first project is something I was really looking forward to, which was called True Colors. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was released in May 2018. And even the title of that, didn't come from me. Someone woke up. This is what I mean, like divine intervention, like things just happening because you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. My friend woke up. He never wakes up past two o'clock PM, but first of all, (laughs) so he wakes up eight in the morning. Yo, I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something. I'm like, what? He's like, I had a dream that you dropped the album called True Colors and Chance the Rapper heard it and it blew up. I'm like, I didn't even tell you I was doing this, but it, it was told to him in a dream. So I named it True Color. So my game plan was like solidify yourself here. Make sure you put something out that's serious and not joking around. Make sure it sounds good. Make sure you take your time. Make sure you tell your story. So my first EP, which is True Colors, is just me telling my story. Did Chance the Rapper hear it? No, no, no. Uh, not, not yet. yet. Not, not yet. yet. That's not the yet. thing. It never says when, but it tells you it will. So we'll see. So do you use your communications major to apply to the marketing and everything like that? Um, yeah, yeah, of course. Like, I, like the well, here's, networking. Here's my exactly. thing. Here's my thing with, with the school, like, degrees. Like, what I learned in college, that doesn't mean shit from what I learned outside of it. Like, you probably learned more from what you've been doing since you dropped that song than what you were learning the three, four years you were in college before that. Yeah. I've been in marketing. I've been in community. I've been doing that shit for two and a half, three years almost now. And like, I've learned more in the industry than I have in college. Like, like at the end of the day, exactly. you look more in real life experience. Even, even when you get the degree, they're going to put you in position to learn that position. You get what I'm saying? Like, they're never going to teach you everything. So like, a lot of what we learn is on the job. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely, I did use communication skills because of networking, like, so we would go out to these events and I would have to like talk to people and try to convince them to listen to my music and to buy into what we're creating. So in that way, I used it. Who are some of the people that you uh, connected with? Any like big time figures? Um, so I had went to this event. I don't know if you guys know who Bow Wow is, but like I got in contact with his manager. So- Things fell out. Uh, Mark Battles manager. I've been around like Dave East. Um, We've, we've had moments where we've been in these people's circles, but like, like I said, I have to go through the journey. You know, I have to figure it out on my own at the same time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, like I said before, shit's going to happen when it's supposed to happen. I mean, you're doing all the great things. Sounds like, I mean, that's, and that's dope. But um, tell me a little bit about like, like, so I know like 
Jelani, like all those guys, like how you got them involved? Like when you started, were, were they all about it? Or are you kind of like, yeah, like let, let's like hop in and, and join me on, on, the, on the journey? There? So I had, right, I had a huge chip on my shoulder. So Miles, Jelani, and my friend Rich, those are like my best friends. Ironically, I met all of them. Well, I had, I knew Miles, but I really met him at age nine. I met all these guys at age nine, which is weird, but this is like one of the signs. Like that's just not a coincidence, you know. Nothing's coincidence. Um, but what'd you say? I said new album title right there. Exactly. <laughs> but none of them, nobody was on board. It's like it's like tomorrow. I'm like I'm gonna be an astronaut. Everybody's gonna be like, "What are you? <laughs> I'm not on board with you, bro." Like yeah. it's like the most outlandish thing. Cause don't forget, everyone knows me as basketball, or like or just being a college student. There was nothing outside of that. So to, to come out of nowhere saying, hey guys, I have a talent and I want everyone to listen. Everyone's like, what? So my first project was proving them wrong and saying like, you better jump on this now because when it starts to heat up, I'm out of here. And I always felt that way. Um, so it was, a, it was convincing them by just doing well and producing good music, making good music. And how, and how was their like, they were just ones they, they heard your first couple songs they're like yo like, like let me let's do it let, let's let's what, go what, what is their role for for you um yeah i guess they care about me so much they just threw their hat in the ring and said whatever we whatever you need we're gonna be here for you and that takes a hell of a man to do that honestly oh, yeah. to champion someone else but everyone does have a role so in november of last year a year ago we started our first llc apply pressure llc which is ap Saw it on Instagram. Yeah. So um, everyone has a role. Like, I'm the operating manager. Jelani is the junior operating manager, making sure things go smooth under me. And then Rich does finances, and Miles is the creative director. So all of the drip that you see comes from his brain, or, like, all of our brains, but mostly his. Like, he brings it to us, and he makes it come to life every time. So today we actually just released a shop. So go look at that when y'all get a chance. Caseap.com. You just released the whole shot. Tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about that, about Apply, apply yeah. Pressure is called, right? I apply remember, Pressure, I remember, LLC. I remember yeah. seeing Rich and all those guys post on Instagram, and then, uh, like, July, I think, was tweeting about it. So tell us a little bit about that, like, how the LLC process, like, what made you guys want to do it? What was behind that? The name, everything. Um, yeah, it's – so the name came from a conversation Miles and I had. I always used to use the diamond. I feel like I brainwashed my followers because, like, whenever I post something, they just drop diamonds. So it was when Miles came up with the name, well, me and him, we just came up with apply pressure. Like I said, things just hit you. It just hits you. And he said, apply pressure. We could correlate that with your diamond that you always do. I'm like, boom. So we did it right there. It was a done deal. And when I say divine intervention, like divine timing, we went to go see if anyone had that LLC in New Jersey. No one had apply pressure LLC. We were the first one. So we locked it down. Um, which made us do the, what made us do the LLC was because the year before when I dropped my first project, we were doing clothes out of the trunk and I was driving up and down New Jersey. And I'm like, this is, I'm not doing this ever again. So <laughs> never. And there's no tax write-offs. Like there's nothing legal about it. You know what I mean? Like you're just. We can relate because we, we got church name for the podcast and we got people from. We, we don't have Boston, right Connecticut, now. like upstate, <laughs> yeah. like up in New Jersey. New York, everyone's like, yo, can you give us a shirt? I'm like, bro, I don't have, I don't have a fucking car. How am I supposed to bring you a shirt? Like, you know, <laughs> I ain't paying for your shirt. Fuck you. Like. <laughs> exactly. So that shit was so stressful. So, um, but I, my, my idols are like Nipsey Hussle, Jay-Z, the P. Diddy's, the Dame Dashes of the world, the big moguls, like the guys who really breed entrepreneurship. 
So we're like, we have to get an LLC. This way we can have tax write-offs. This way we can have all the numbers in one spot, you know? Because I was doing it out of my notes. I'm like, okay, so JP got $20. He got a small shirt. Like, I'm like checking. I'm like, this is ridiculous. So now we have all the numbers written down. We, We funnel it through the website. So nothing is lost. The tax documents are good. You know, like the tax write-offs are good. We just felt like we needed to handle it the legit way because how can, how can if I get in a room with those Jay-Zs and those Meek Mills, how can they take me serious if I'm doing stuff out of my trunk? You know, it's like what I notice is, is levels to things. It really is. And there's a level to professionalism. And step number one was not doing it out of our trunk anymore and really making it as legit as possible. Yeah. So what would you guys do? You started like a Shopify? You've been doing it through there? Um, yeah, we, we do it through Squarespace, though. Squarespace, gotcha. Yeah. It's crazy. You're going to look back and be like, damn, I was doing this out the trunk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I already look back and say that. Like, it's just crazy, man. It's insane. But the, the key is just not giving up. Some people give up. Like, when I started music, there were so many people in my area who made music. Now there's only – it's it, the, the number shortened. It just – T- takes a toll on you. One of our one of our guests we've had. Uh, I don't know if you know who David Meltzer is. Sounds familiar. I think so. He's big on Instagram. He's kind of like a Gary Vee type, like inspiration guy, like business business guy. Mm-hmm. We had him on the podcast before, and he says it like I, I think the quote was seventy five percent of people quit like what is it like ninety percent of the way through, and he's like then like seventy percent of those people quit, and then so on and so forth. He's like, he's like, it's the one percent of people that make it that stick with it. You say it's all about consistency. If you stay with it, you stick with it. You're gonna, you're bound to. Gonna be successful. I agree, and that's that's what I that's what I preach. So like, now I just, I just put myself in position to just be consistent for forever. Like, yeah. I told my team like I want to have the, the largest catalog of any artist. Like. I want to have the most songs. I know that's like crazy, but like, I want to try it. I want to shoot for it. Yeah. I was going to mention that. What, what are some of the things that you're trying to do to get yourself out there? And has COVID affected you like during this time? Um, COVID hasn't really affected me. Only, the only way it's affected me is from like the lack of experiences. Like as a rapper or as an artist, you need experiences to write about. Yeah. If I'm just in the house all day, what can I possibly say? You know what I mean? Sometimes I get like, writer's block because I'm like I haven't done anything in a long time so like what can I do but in this time period I taught myself how to mix and master songs which is huge like I bought all the equipment Um, my dad helped me out with some of the equipment and I just really learned literally a four-year degree in like two years so now I can really knock songs out because I don't have to go to anyone else to make it sound good I figured it out you know what I mean and how'd you, you, are you big on YouTube? Like, is that how you taught yourself? Because that's the biggest YouTube thing. You university. YouTube everything now. Like, I feel YouTube like. University, yep. That's how you learn anything, bro. <laughs> Definitely. It's great. Like, so, I, like, I started an LLC not too long ago. And uh, I was sitting there. I was talking to, like, some designers. I'm like, yo, I, I need this done. I need that done. And one day we were sitting there watching football. I must have spent, like, six hours watching YouTube video. Like, I was replaying, like, teaching myself how to use, like, uh, fucking Adobe, like, uh, photoshop yeah and i i don't know shit but like i'm like yo you can learn everything by yourself you don't need to pay someone else to do it i can do this shit on my own i don't need to pay someone for that but some people don't realize it they'll still outsource and pay someone else to do it because you know why because it's easier it's easier to just say i'll give you 100 bucks you do this for me but like but 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 the long long term it's like i can teach myself how to do this i never have to pay anyone again 
Why would I rather do that? Exactly. And if you decide to pay someone again, you can tell them where they went wrong at. Like, exactly. it's just more power to you. Like, so like, now, you, you might be better at it, but I can, at least I know enough now to tell you where you can be better at. Like, I could be like, exactly. oh, fix this up a little bit for me. Like, exactly. So Exactly. So, like, I'll, I'm in the studio now. Like, I know what to do on the little, like, when they're doing stuff, I'm like, okay, you put that there. You put it on that track. Okay, good. Put a reverb on there. Like, now I know the terminology. As to before, I'd be like, can you make it sound like an echo? They'd be like, dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> but echo is really like reverb, you know, like delay. So like there's a, for any business or any industry, there's a language that's attached to it. Yeah. So this like jump-started me with knowing the language because I learned how to do it myself. Where do you, uh, where do you record at? In my house. Yeah. In my house, in but yeah, in my own, yeah, like a home studio, yeah. But I do have a, um, my producer, Rich Icy. I always go to his his uh, his studio. Definitely, that's. that's I, I can't believe I can't believe you know those. Guys. I haven't seen those guys in a while, bro. I think the last guy I saw was OJ. I might have seen him just like around town, like just seen him around. But I we used to chill with them. I mean, TZ specifically, like in high school all the time. But he was always with those guys. Yeah, that's the, that's the crew right there. It's the it's them, the CK, and Gabby. Like they're just all together. Dude, yeah, because because Nasika, we always used to chill with them, like basketball, obviously. So we were always playing LA with them. So we, I was I was always with Teezy specifically, but yeah. I had all of them through him. Yeah, that's my guy. No, small world. Definitely. So so tell me a little bit about tour, like what, like who you tour with? How was that? Um, so it's this guy. His name's Mark Battles. Mm -hmm. He's signed to the same label as um Migos. Mm -hmm. Um, so he was, he's been following me on Instagram for a while and he's never said anything, but like I had dropped the freestyle one time and then he followed me and he just told me it was fire. So on tour, I would never, I asked like he, he was going on tour and I'm like, if you need someone to open, let me know. He said, hit me. So then that happened, that transpired. Mind you, I still work. So like I had to pick a few dates that I can make and that I can go to. So I picked about six dates um five of them was on the west coast and then one was in new york and then right after the right after tour i had to i had a performance in rawway which was the one in front of like 500 plus like my face was on the um flyer and everything it was sold out crazy night where where in rawway what was the place mr east oh yeah we used to go party there all the time where next time I do Mr. East, you guys got to come out. 100%. Yeah, you got to Because we went, like I said, at Kane, we were living up in Elizabeth area for a while. So we always used to go to, like, Central Park, all, Mr. All East. All the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mr. East is lit, definitely. How was that and, um, What did you say? How was that experience? Did you get any stage fright being in front of that many people? So I did it twice. The first time. You drink a little bit before you go out? Yeah, like, you know, yes, yes. I was about to tell you. The second time, I was drunk, bro. I don't even. I barely remember. <laughs> I barely remember performing that, to be honest. But it was that month of tour and then that performance was like a microcosm of my future, right? Yeah. Think about it. I went from a year and a half prior to that in school, in my dorm, something tells me to leave. A year after that, you're now a touring artist and you, and you also get paid to go perform at a club. You know what I mean? How? How is this possible? Because you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. I'm doing what I was sent here to do. But yes, so that night, we didn't get patted down to walk in. It was like the most superstar night, bro. I tried to pay for a drink and the guy looked at me so crazy. He's like, isn't that you? And I look and it's my face, <laughs> it's my face on like the projector. 
Yeah. And I'm like, yay. Yeah. And he threw my money back. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh. like everyone say, says they want to be famous, but when it actually hits you, it's so overwhelming. So I'm not saying I'm famous or anything, but there's moments in my life where people are seeing like, whoa, this guy can be this or like, or like where people are just noticing what comes with me. Right. And it's so uncomfortable for me to even be saying this right now because they're like, who, who are you? Like, you know what I mean? But my life is showing me that this is what is going to happen so that that month was crazy like I was in Utah performing and I get off stage and I'm taking pictures with everyone and they're like oh my god you're so humble and I'm like dude I have work as soon as I get off, <laughs> off this thing what like but it's it just goes to show how like your talent can be, your aura can speak for you oh wait I don't know if it are we good yeah we got to cut off a little bit Oh, there you go. Oh yeah. So they're like, so then everyone's posting back in Utah. The people I just met, <laughs> they're posting me saying he's so humble or like he was the best out here. And I'm just like, my mind is blown because for so long I wanted acceptance from my friends for them to say, you got it, bro. You're up next. And for, and for me to go out here across the country and for people to tell me that, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm out of here. Like, this is it. Like, <laughs> no, fuck you guys. Like, yeah, like, I, I mean, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I don't care if anyone that I know never listens to me again, bro. I'm certified. Like, I don't care. <laughs> but, but yeah, so that month just really showed me like how far I can go and how far I can take it. Because when I tell you, people want to be famous, but when like certain things like that happen, it's so overwhelming, bro. Like I literally went back home and I started bawling tears because a year and a half prior, people are telling me you're a fool for leaving school. And a year and a half later, people are noticing the gift that I always knew I had. You know what I'm saying? Who, who, who did you open up for? Like who were some of the guys you were opening up for on tour? On tour? It was all for Mark Battles. It was all for him. Like he had, he has a good enough following where he can go around the country and have at least a hundred people at each venue. And you, you found him on Instagram? He found me. He found you. Okay. Yeah, he have was following been, me. Have you been utilizing like Instagram, LinkedIn, and all these types of social media to reach out to um, people? Yeah, honestly, it's it's all networking. So yeah, I have been utilizing it, asking people. Um, they always say you're three people away. So what we do now is just ask people around and like. But like I said, divine intervention, sometimes things just happen and they just, they hit me, they follow me, you know? So yeah. can't really explain it. So how many people opened up for this guy? Um, it was different every night, depending on what city it was in. But I would say about on a, on a good night, it would be like 10 people. On a bad night, it would be like five, six. Is, does that give you like any any pressure like seeing someone and maybe like oh he did good he did bad and yeah 100 percent. yeah so in the beginning of the tour i was like the first person up like when nobody's there by the end i was like two slots away from mark battles which meant a lot to me and he would all the people on his team would say like yo case like he wants to do a song with you like he fucks with your sound like he sees what you're doing and i just all i did was just stay to myself and be myself you know like i wasn't like doing the most on tour. I just stuck to what I knew and stuck to what I what I've grown to be. Well all, you know, a lot like again, go back to our guests, authenticity is key, right? I mean mm -hmm. even in everyday life, like if I meet 
if like he brought someone around, I was meeting for the first time. If he wasn't authentic. I'd be like, yo, fuck this kid. I don't want to listen to. Him. I don't want to talk to this kid. Yeah. But like, you know, you know, like honestly though, like if you're authentic as a human being, I'd be like, right, I respect that. He is who he is. I like, I like that. Like that alone has appeal, like to people. And I, like, that's probably why, if you're being true to yourself from the way you started from day one, people are going to see that as we move forward. I agree. It's 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 imperative to just be yourself mm-hmm. because you can't be anyone else because that person's taken already. You know, you yeah. gotta be yourself. You got to love yourself. That's another thing I've been learning, like just self-love, embracing yourself. As men, we don't even embrace ourselves as much. We're always looking outward for a woman or for something else, a video game or something. We never really get a chance to sit and enjoy ourselves, you know? So that's another thing I've been doing, and it's just been doing wonders in my life, man, like complete positivity. And it just allowed me to be myself even more. And do so do like all those guys miles on do they all like travel with you when you go on tour like that? When you went to Utah, they're all with you. Yeah. So that's another thing. It's like your friends get to experience it with you. Like from not I'm not saying they never believed in me, from not being completely sold on it, like, eh, you rapping, bro. <laughs> to now I'm in LA and then Miles pulls up, you know, like in a in a uh I forget the the car. And a Mustang, like, you know, like certain things like that, you just always remember. Or like when I'm in Seattle and I was with Miles, like it was really just us two a lot of the time or my boy Rich. So like, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. It really is when you really think about it. But yeah, my friends definitely come with me. With the whole friends thing, does that put pressure on you or does that humble you in a sense? I think there's immense amount of pressure on me because like they never asked for any of this, you know? They never asked for any of this. So like every time I make music, I have to be better. I have to go harder and I have to continuously prove myself. That's what greatness is. It's, it's sustaining a high level for years and continuously proving yourself and maintaining this one level or going higher. So the fact that these three guys signed up from when it was nothing to what it is now, I owe them everything and I just have to go harder for them because they're sold completely. Their money's into it. Their time is into it. Their energy is into it. So what am I, who am I to say like, nope, I quit. You know, like I, I can't do that. Bro, like you said, it takes a lot for a man to put aside like pride and say, yo, this is the guy like we're going to, we're following this dude. Like that's, that's big. Like, I, and that's how you know, they're like, they're with you for like the ride. They're, they're all, they're sold in because like they're putting you on the pedestal and like they're okay with it. They're willing to play their role and help you get to where you want to be. Yeah, I agree, bro. It's, it's insane, definitely. Bro, and going from opening up, being the first person to two away that like builds your confidence and just makes the journey just that much sweeter. Yep. So in my studio downstairs, I have a printout because they used to print out a paper every sound check. Sound check is like when you go through your, your uh, performance, make sure the mic is good, make sure the speaker's good, make sure the lights are good. And they would print out the schedule, who's going at what time. So I have one from the beginning and my name's literally the second name. And I, as I'm recording, I just always look at it like, hell no, I'll never be like, you know what I mean? Like I have to be towards the end or it has to be my own shit. Like there's no <laughs> way I'm the second person. There's like six people coming in. You know what I mean? Like no way. So that just motivates me. It kind of just breeded something else out of me. Like, have you, uh, have you played at any of the local spots other than like in Roselle at, at Mysteries? Like, like where you were like the headline guy, like, like maybe it was like a smaller venue or? um you said can i have you have you in the past? no not yet not yet so by the time i started heating up corona hit because that performance i was just telling you guys about was last november by march everything was out so like we were supposed to be in texas and all these other places this summer like performing 
and just get, building a brand and getting a name out there, but Corona hit. So it, it didn't affect me creatively that much, like as far as getting music out, it just affected me as far as like networking wise. So how, how have you been trying to work around that with Corona? Like, especially cause now it looks like it's gonna be going out for two months. How, what's your way of trying to work around that? How are you trying to like get out there and expose yourself more to people out there? Consistency. Mm-hmm. So nowadays you hear a lot of music because it's, it's turned into the volume game. It's not about how good you are anymore. It's not about how good you sound. It's a, it's about how much music can you put out <laughs> and how many people can listen every time you put it out. That's really it. Yeah, you're so right. Cause it's funny. You could hear shit and you're like, yo, this is trash. But like, how the fuck is it being like, how's it out? Because so many people are playing it and then someone so like, you know, like you're saying, yeah. And, and it, it's just, it's crazy. It, it really, it comes down to like, you could have a guy who's the most talented kid in the room of artists and he's not the one even being heard because it's, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's an influx. Yeah, it's an influx of music. But the reason it's a volume game is because like when there were CDs out, it costs to make a CD. So you can't keep putting albums out because that'll go into your, your revenue. That'll go into different things that you're accounting for. But with the streaming era, it's already on your phone. Right. I don't have to do anything. All I got to do is do one, two, three. My album's up, you know. So it's the volume game, because if my new project is good, you're going to go listen to the old one, the old one, the old one. Now it becomes a money game. And that's what music is turning into. So but also on the bright side, to be heard, you got to be consistent. So everyone's just flooding you with music. But the the thing about me is I'm going to make sure it's good music. I'm going to make sure it's music for your soul. Music that you can work out to, music that you can like actually be inspired by, whether you're in love or like, or you want to go buy something, you know, like you can feel everything when you listen to me. Talk talk to us a little bit about that. Uh, How many albums you have, your inspiration behind each of those albums. You you also dropped a new album recently. Yeah, Golden Child. Um, I dropped it 11-11. Okay. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about that. Each song, like the meaning behind everything. Okay. Um... So my first project was True Colors 1. That was kind of like my opening to the world. Mm -hmm. Um, In that project, you hear a lot of vulnerability. I talk about relationships that I was in and how I may have did a girl wrong. I talk about how I felt like no one believed in me. Like a line I have is, imagine being great and you're the only one who knows it. And then the beat stops and everybody's like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) On tour, that got everybody like, oh. So yeah, that's True Colors 1. True co- and then in between, I dropped something called Lost Files, which is just like something for the, the people who actually care about me, like mm-hmm. real quick music, just get that out there for them. Then I came back 2019 with True Colors 2, and that has a lot of R&B ballads. This, is, this time I'm starting to get like acclimated into being an artist. You know, like before I was just rapping, now it comes with a persona a image you know like you gotta you gotta wear the nice stuff you gotta have it comes with it unfortunately um and then now we now we're here to golden child which is just me completely immersed in my purpose and me completely okay with the results of anything like i haven't really looked at the numbers or anything but they've already been better than the previous projects you know like i'm not worried about the result anymore as much yeah. golden child is basically me showing everything that i have right the first song i'm singing and rapping you hear a lot of flows i'm expressing just how i feel in the moment so you're going to get introspective songs you're going to get like club songs you're going to get r&b songs you're going to get everything i feel like i can do everything so i'm going to continue to do everything 
So now we're just in the process of dropping videos. Dope, dope, dope. Yeah, I, I listened to the new one. Stoke. Oh, appreciate it, bro. Yeah. So talk to us about that. Like, because that song, you have a bunch of features on that one song. Oh, Pyro. I was listening to that in the gym. That one shit, that, that shit bumps. <laughs> appreciate it, bro. So do, are you the one who reaches out to people to feature on your songs? Um, a lot of people, it's either way, either way. But for that specific song, those are like my close friends. Like, I've known them for years. And then Rich Icy, of course. Okay. Um, so I hit the group chat. I hit him in the group chat. I said, I wrapped my verse already. I found the beat. I bought the beat. I said, I need y'all verses by 12. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, that's what I, I was wondering, like the process, like, like how does that all work? Yeah. Send so, the beat, then they rap on it, and you're like, all right, this is this, this that was that. Yeah. So it was basically for that specific song, there wasn't really a a concept behind it. It was just rap. Get it off. Because like in our area, we're kind of like the main artists, you know? So like we've never been on a song together. So I'm like, on my shit, y'all gotta y'all gotta go hard. Yeah, yeah. So that's what that was. It was it was fun though to hear to like I gave them my verse, but to go back and hear everyone else's when they finished. Like Rich Icy was the first person to send his. That's why he's like in a stew, T's pumping out merch. Like he was really, <laughs> they were really working on their clothing line. And I sent that and he just wrote it real quick. <laughs> they just lost that, right? What's the name of that? The, the... Trust Life. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just lost that, Trust Life. But when that song was made, he was just working on it. So in the song, he's like, T's in the back pumping out merch. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's just the lifestyle, man. I love it. I love it. Um, so has there been anyone that you've met, like, like you said, like, you're not like famous yet, but like, you're getting some buzz now. Like, has there been a guy that you've met in the process along the way that maybe was like an inspiration? You were like, oh shit, like, this, this is dope. Like, because of music, like through music. Um, not really. Not, not anyone that I've met. Not anyone that I've met. Um, okay. I'll say Mark Battles inspired me. Definitely. He definitely showed me that it was possible. Cause like we may not know him in Jersey, but he can sell out a venue in Jersey. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> he showed me that even if the mainstream isn't all on you, you can still make a living off music and you can still travel across the, the map and still be relevant in your own right. Yeah. So in that way, uh, he definitely inspired me hundred percent. Even like, even just like small gigs, small, like even that, like uh, there's musicians where I was just in Nashville a couple weeks ago and like different genre, but like country music. Those people make livings off of just playing at the bars on the strip. You know what I mean? Like, and they make good money doing it. Like, you don't, yeah. you don't necessarily need to be. I mean, obviously that's the goal for everyone. You want to be mainstream. You want to be out there. And like, but like, they were making a li they were making a killing just doing what they were doing. Like local things like that, which is crazy. Exactly. They had a little buzz. They had a little like, you know, like staying out there on the strip. Like everyone knew who they were. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. But like local level. But that could be national. Like you're saying, like what you're what you're trying to do, which is right. all. Yeah, so, I mean, like, you're absolutely right. It's very possible, you know? It's very possible. Then you become a regular, and then people start to buy your merch, and then, like, it continues from there. But Mark Battles definitely showed me that it was possible, 100%. That's awesome. Did you ask him ever for advice, or has he gave you any advice? I always put myself in their shoes. It's like, everyone's probably asking for advice. Everybody's probably asking these things. So I just played the background, you know, like, I feel like my talent will speak for itself. And it did on tour. It was proven, you know, like it spoke for itself. Every time I left one of the venues, I had 10 or more Instagrams like, like that um, after my performance. Um, so no, I never asked him for advice. I mean, I'm sure I could, yeah. but I just want to work my ass off and get 
farther than where he is and to where he's at, you know? So, of course. Have, have you ever thought about that? Like, shoot him a DM and just be like, like, I know that's, like you said, like, you want to work your ass up, but, like, a lot of the guests that we've had have said that, like, the big thing for them is asking for help or asking for advice from someone who, where you're trying to be or even excel, like, past them. Has that ever, like, that connection with yeah. them? Yeah. I mean, no, that's definitely true. I definitely have a lot of relationships that I maintain. Um, him specifically, but I have sp- him specifically, not really. Like, I just haven't, I don't know. I haven't really reached out in that regard, but I definitely can and I definitely should. Mm-hmm. But when I find something to ask him, I will, you know, I'm not going to force the issue. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you got any other albums coming out soon or what? Yeah, I'm dropping a deluxe on the first. Um, January 1st, 1-1-2021. Nice. Golden Child Deluxe. Um, I'm going to have some more artists from Jersey on there. And I'm just continue to just do what I do, you know? Yeah, man. It's all about the grind. You should reach yeah. out to Sue Surf. Get him on there. I'm, I could get on a song with him. Like, I actually just got off a meeting off of this, and that's very possible. So, we'll see. But the thing is, I don't talk about what he talks about, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we'll see. We can make it happen. But, like. You can find ways to collaborate and shit. I mean, there's always a way, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, definitely. If it's definitely. on both sides, you always find a way to make a way. But, definitely. Uh, but the thing I did learn is money talks in this in the music industry. Or money, in any Money industry. talks in everything. Not in money talks. So, like, all the guys you're seeing at the top spot, there's someone behind them giving out that money. Like, even to be on the radio costs money. You know, like, everything costs money. To be on certain playlists costs money. So... When you see Drake and stuff, just think about him as like a huge investment that just overloaded, like, right? Because Drake was in the same position as the J. Coles, the Wale's. They were all starting at the same apex. Like they all started at the same place. But that when you invest and then you overperform musically, that's what happens. So right now we're just creating leverage and there's people who want to invest, but like, we'll see. It's still the early stages, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, other than the album, are there any... Anything else in the works? Like you any said, other endeavors? LLC, like you said, anything, any other business stuff you got going on? Or? Yeah, Thanksgiving's coming around. We're going to feed the homeless and give them some AP hoodies. Oh. Um, yeah. Um, what else? Today, like maybe an hour ago, we literally an hour ago, we dropped um, a shop, which we're like we have mugs now. We have different shirts. It's not just hoodies anymore. Crop tops for women, whatever. Because we have people who, who are in Alabama and California and stuff like that. So I know we might not wear them here, but the girls out there can. But you ever deal with people, you ever deal with people who are like, yo, let me get a free shirt? Because that's a pain. Of course. of course. Or like they'll run up on me, like, can I get one now? I'm like, I don't have it in my trunk. Like, you got to order it. Bro, we, like I said, we did like the shirt giveaway when we first started the podcast. And like, people would be like, yo, can I get a free shirt? Actually, I can want I get one. three. I want one of the both colors. Can I get one of each? Like, go, go fuck yourself. I mean, you pay for it. You know? <laughs> we pay for this shit. That's the thing. People don't know what goes into even getting the product to you. Like, that's a whole process in its own. So, like, at least respect it enough to go buy it, you know? like and respect the grind. Pay for the fucking shirt, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's simple. It's simple, man. So, you guys have your own machinery equipment? No, that? we outsource. We outsource. Um, we have a, a guy who just hooks us up, you know? He has embroidery. He has a factory and all that we're, good stuff. We're so. looking to, like, paying for our own like stuff to actually make it here yeah. like in our apartment and then yeah, shit, but I, I wanted to but like it's it's too many people now like yeah. we sold almost over 400 of one hoodie like i 
there's no way I'm gonna be sitting there making all those APODs. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no way. Uh, that's dope. I like it. But um, we might have to reach out to you for for that guy. Yeah, to plug for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why not? We need um, to make more shirts. Yeah. Big we, we, just, we literally just ran out of our last two shirts. We just gave it to the neighbors. Like, <laughs> so. Why not? Definitely hit us up. Yeah. Well, that's Miles' department. You know Miles, so hit him yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got you to gotta tell TZ I said what's up. I haven't talked to him in a minute, bro. I got you. I got you. Definitely. Yeah. We got a group chat. I'll hit him up. Yeah, yeah, maybe we could do some, like, collaboration between all of us. Yeah, hell yeah. Figure something out. Go. Charity or whatever. Something uh, like yeah. that. Yeah, definitely. Let's Let's definitely do that. Yeah, I definitely want to do that 100%. I'm into that. Yeah. All right, bro. Um, I wish you the best of luck. Everything, yo, stay in touch for real. Like I said, you know, we'll like collaboration, some will figure it out. And uh, I'm actually going to shoot TV a text now. All right, bad, bad, bad. But I uh, appreciate you coming on. And I love everything, bro. Like, I, I'm excited to see what you're doing moving forward. Throw out your uh, Instagram handles, Twitter handles, all that. Oh, yeah. My Instagram is case2.1. My Twitter is case21 underscore. My website is caseap.com. Make sure I go get that. Golden Child out right now on all streaming platforms. Thank you guys. I appreciate you. All love. We made it to the top without a step stool. Hit the night I met you. Humble, but I flex too. Drop bombs like flex do. Needed a savior, so I rescue. You niggas behave like pets do. This is what staying in the gym and doing all these reps do. My flow on napalm. I need four Cuban links like Raekwon. Before I throw this bread, girl, you got a shake, son. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.